Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now to our show and our special guest. Well, today is September 9th. We finally got through the summer and we're into the time of the year when people start thinking, oh yeah, I want to remodel my kitchen. I'm going to have a big Christmas. People are coming over, although this year with the pandemic, we don't know what's going to happen. But just in case you have been wanting to plan your kitchen, my guest, Les Sturdevant, who has been with us before, and Les is the owner of Designer Dream Kitchen Studio in Scottsdale. He and I are going to discuss the mistakes that people make when they plan their kitchen. Hey, Les, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Nancy. Thanks for inviting me back again. Well, we're going to talk about our favorite subject, kitchens. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, I made a list of what people should be thinking of when they design their kitchen, and a lot of times they don't. Probably the first thing they should do is uh, listen to this podcast, uh, har har. But first thing, and I think you're going to agree with me, is as difficult as it is, they should think about putting a budget together, right? Absolutely. So uh, budgets are hard because there's actually two columns you have to make. The list for your wish list and your desires and wants, and then you hit it with reality. Did you ever work with somebody who had no clue what a budget was and how they should stick to it? Many, many times. So what happens when they fall out of their budget? Reality sets in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, and that's that's terrible, and that's why a lot of times I have to, um, you know, almost like hit them over the head, not literally, um, but to say, okay, your budget is, and half the time they don't want to tell us, right? But your budget is 25000 and the appliances you want are 20000 What's wrong with this picture, right? Exactly especially considering the cost of, of cabinets itself is, is going to consume, oh, probably at least a third of the total budget. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I guess the reality is that most people don't shop for appliances, cabinetry, countertops, like they shop for shoes or food. So the pricing is either going to be a shock to them or it's not going to be in their radar, you know, so to speak. So I think it's important that before they design their kitchen or their project, they have to start doing some homework. They have to get the number that they feel comfortable with sinking into their home. And one very important thing is not to put so much money into your remodel that you're going to price yourself right out of the market. So you have to check the neighborhood and make sure that um, they're not, the kitchens there maybe are costing 85000 You don't want to put in a $200,000 kitchen into your home. So take the price of the home and talk to some realtors if you're not sure. Now, on the other hand, if you want to die in the home and you want to live there forever, do what you want. I was right, just going to, right. I, I was just going to add that myself. That 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 needs to be factored in. Uh, if if this is a 
if right, it, it, exactly. If they plan to to live in the home for a long period of time, then uh, the perceived value, uh, you know, that should be taken in consideration. So that could affect that could affect the bottom line budget for sure. You know, and the other bottom line, or a very important factor in your budget is. If you've always wanted a certain appliance and you know that you're going to price yourself out of the market, but this is something you've been wanting and you're going to stay in the home five years, well, go for it. You might have to do away with something else. But I did a kitchen in a area of, um, I won't even say the city, but they wanted a very expensive appliance, and I didn't think it fit in the home. The value of the home was not that much. The appliances were huge. And she said, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life, and I love to cook, and I want those appliances. Well, fine. Then she justified um, spending that much on the appliances. But if she ever did sell the house, she wouldn't get the money back, but she enjoyed the appliances while she had them, right? True, true. Yeah. So uh, well, um, another point that, you know, to, just to add to that, that that I've run into is that people can get infatuated with very high-end luxury appliances uh, with without the concept of, of how that's going to reflect in their overall budget. And like you say, if they're spending $30,000 for, for a range and their budget is... $35,000 for the project, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not realistic. So, uh, doing that homework first is, uh, is, is quite, is quite crucial. Yeah. Now uh, we're throwing numbers around for appliances that typically are mid to high end, but obviously you guys out there know that there are appliances going to be less than what we're saying. So again, you look at the total cost that you want to put into the budget, and then you might have to shop for a lesser appliance or a budget for cabinetry or whatever. So you just have to be aware that you got to play that game. You know, it's like checkers. You move one, move a little bit of money to this side and move a little more money to the other side. But you come up with a budget even before you start planning your kitchen, before you start ripping out your old cabinets know for the most part what everything is going to cost no surprises there uh the second thing would be to look at the big picture now les i know that you do a lot of cabinetry and you have been remodeling or doing kitchen design for what did we calculate many many years <laughs> many many years did you choke on that one i did <laughs> yes i choked on that one excuse me i <laughs> Uh, you, you didn't realize more, it was that long, huh? More years, more years than I than I care than I care to admit. Yeah, but when you're planning a kitchen remodel or a bath or whatever, do yourself a favor and get samples of what you want to use, so that you can put it together on somewhat of a color board, so you can see how the wall color goes with the cabinetry that goes with the floor that goes with the countertop. The last thing you want to do is wait till the last minute to pick these things out, and then you're never happy. So you want an overall concept of what the finished project would look like and then proceed. 
So that's uh, more, I want to say it's more in the design area, but there again, if you're going to spend that much money and put a kitchen, a new kitchen in your home, you certainly don't want it to look like you did it last minute piecemeal. You want to make it look like it's professional, I'm sure, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Very, Um, very important to put put those pieces together, and that's what samples are for. Yes, and so don't be afraid to ask for samples. We do it all the time. So the first big thing, now that you've got your money in a pile and you know that you've got X number of dollars to spend, You've got to choose your appliances. Uh, Les and I were talking about why this is important. And do you want to reiterate why appliance uh, choices are so important before you start designing? Sure. Well, we, we just discussed a bit budget, and that's one element of it. The second element would be sizes uh, because you're putting your, your kitchen design together. Uh, it's going to be key to, to knowing how much refrigeration uh, the width of the of the range and uh, uh, so forth and so forth. If they're built in ovens and a, and a cooktop uh, versus a, a freestanding range, so uh, having having that information and hopefully specifications um, will, is is very key in uh, in putting the design together. Right. So we were talking about this before, as I said. And um, it's so important to know, number one, what your budget on the appliances are. Number two, what your sizes are. Because if you want a 48-inch range and six-foot refrigerator freezer and you don't have the space, back to the drawing board. So pick the appliances that you also feel fit into your lifestyle. If you're not a big cook, don't go spending a lot of money on several ovens and, you know, huge cooktops. And if you don't store a lot of frozen foods, you don't need 36-inch right-to-left freezer space. So look at your lifestyle and talk to your appliance people, and they can guide you on that. And also look at the sizes. So if you're needing help with your appliance people, say, I have a kitchen this big, and I would love this, this, and that. Do I have the space? Actually, they're not going to help you with that. I think these people need a designer, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, you know, if you're going to do this yourself, you definitely have to look um, look at what you're choosing appliance-wise with the um uh, with the idea that, am I going to use this? Okay, a steam oven is fine. It's great. Everybody has one, but am I really going to use it? Or are you going to throw your money away just to impress your friends that you have one and you're never going to use it? So that's really important. The next important thing, because you got to figure before you tear out your kitchen, you're going to pick these elements. And plumbing is important, I think. So If you have to, um, because of the design you want, relocate your plumbing, and Les, when you remodel a kitchen, when you design it, do you take into consideration the plumbing location, or do you feel that, well, it could be moved? What's your opinion on that? Well, it can can work both ways. First of all, there there are certain, uh, you would have a certain limitation from the existing plumbing location that, that you can work from. Uh, 
and and then above and beyond that again it goes back to budgetary concerns too if it if it's going to go to an entirely different wall and uh that that means that uh, uh the floor is going to get ripped up and you know different different um uh, different things that 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 add to, to the remodeling expense yeah um i guess the people who have a basement have it a little bit easier they can go under the floor which would be the ceiling of the basement we don't of course we live the- in arizona and we right. uh, we can count the number of people on one hand that we know have basements. Right. So we're always the less is talking about digging up the concrete, which, you know, if it depends, if it makes a better design, go for it. If you look at the overall cost of your project, you don't want to hold back on moving the sink. If it's going to make the kitchen a better looking and working kitchen. And the other thing about plumbing is you might consider a second sink, and that's not really expensive. You have to think about how it's going to be more efficient for you in the overall design of the kitchen. So I'm always suggesting a second sink if I feel that they have the space for it and and if they're going to use it. You know, if there's one single cook in the house, maybe you can get away with it, but two or kids that second sink is really an important item do you agree i agree yeah i was going to say <laughs> I, agree with me. I, I, I was going to say you know uh, knowing how many how many people are going to work in the kitchen and work at the kitchen at, at the same time uh is is uh is key and the size of the of the kitchen too and that mm-hmm. second sink second sink the the convenience um of uh, of the location of it. If you have a tiny sink, uh, I mean, excuse me, a tiny kitchen, then you know, obviously that's not necessary. Necessary, uh, but if it's if if it's a fairly large sink, or you have, or you want to incorporate a small bar, or you know, any any other uh, details in in the design. Yeah, the worst thing that can happen is when the whole kitchen is completed and they go, you know, we should have done that second sink. Right? (laughs) Should have, could have, yes. Yeah. Hey, on that note, I want to talk about premier lighting. Um, I know we're getting to the end of the summer, everybody is, but those ceiling fans really help. Even in the winter, if you decide to cook a lot, you can throw a ceiling fan on, and it will circulate the air. Um, but also, it, they seem indispensable when uh, you're living in Arizona or any other warm climate. So Premier Lighting has a great selection of fans, but they also have a fantastic showroom and website, I might add. So you can shop on their website, and they will ship. They have lighting consultants that would help you with any questions, so you can go to shoppremier.com. That's their website. And they also have a lot of information on that website that can help you if you have any questions about lighting. And you can also call them if you have any questions at 623-907-2669. And again, their website is shoppremier.com. Well, our next thing, coincidentally, to talk about for kitchen design is lighting. Now, that's a good segue, right? Yeah. Yeah, that worked out really well. So lighting is so important. I mean, we're talking about task lighting, general lighting, ambient lighting. 
um, ceiling fixtures, LEDs? Have we overwhelmed you? There's a lot to know about lighting. So, um, again, (laughs) you want to do this before you uh, get your cabinets in. All your plumbing and your electrical should be complete. The best thing to do when you're designing your kitchen is to plan on having enough outlets in the areas where you work so that you can plug in your appliances, that your switches are in a convenient place, that all your lighting is LED, possibly on dimmers. Have I missed anything? Gee, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, you, you, you covered outlets, but outlets, of course, for, for, for everyday appliances and, and things and, uh, plugins for gadgets and cell phones and tablet chargers and yeah, a lot of nice. Gone of the days when we when we had a and and you may be eliminating a a desk in in, in your kitchen that that is no longer needed now. Uh, now, now we plug these these devices in remotely, uh, so planning for it and the convenient locations for you. Is, Will, will be key. Another thing to think about on top of where all the fun lighting is going to go. Oh, and you'd mentioned desks. I can't remember the last time I put a desk in a kitchen. No, I, we take a lot of them out. We, we remove a lot of them today. Yeah. yeah. that Wasn't that in the seventies having a desk was, I used to tell people, unless you're running general motors from your kitchen, why do you need a desk? And now with Bluetooth and everybody having cell phones and computers, um, and the computers can move from place to place. Nobody really has a desk anymore. They put the desk in the family room or the laundry room, or we can talk about that another time when we're meandering through the house. So one of the more important things that uh, you cannot forget is the ventilation. Hoods, very important, right? Very important, and they can also be, uh, well, not they can be, they, they, they are a design element too, uh, depending on your selection of materials, whether you, you want a, uh, a painted hood to match painted cabinetry or it's a, a metal hood to, to match appliances, uh, and some considerations there. Uh, also, uh, sound, you know, you, you, you might want to, when you're looking at them, you might want to consider uh, the, uh, the sound level that, that they put out. Yes. And having a hood with enough CFM to accommodate the way you cook is important. So we're not going to go into that now, but that is very important and detailed. So when you're uh, going to your appliance guy, ask him about the CFMs, ask him how big the hood should be. And then that has to be incorporated into your design. So don't forget about that. Um, So now the last thing that we want to talk about is if you feel overwhelmed by what we've talked about, oh, wait till next week when we do our part two podcast. But we feel that it is so important not to skip this step, talking to the expert. Don't you feel, unless you've been doing this, I don't want to tell everybody, but for 50 years. Uh, 51, actually. Since, since you went there, you, you might as well go all the way. And, and, and tell all, all right, 51. 51 years. 
<laughs> How important is, is a getting a professional when somebody wants to remodel their kitchen? Well, it's very important. It, and in my 51 years, it always has been important. But today, it's even more so because there's so many new things that can overwhelm you. Things are it's constantly moving forward and and your your kitchen designer is the one who's on top of 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 all these elements of it and putting that's on top of putting all the things together that 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 we just d- discussed so at the end of the day that that you're ha- that you're you're happy and it's a it's a it's a great consideration to to include into your budget as as well Yes, just remember the money that you pay a professional will save you money in the long run. That mm-hmm. professional typically knows a lot about coding, the newest in appliances, value engineering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you think about that. You can get the ideas and work with a designer to incorporate your ideas and she'll um, work along with it to make it look professional and she'll also I say she, but he, it could also be a he, um, but they can also help you tie the whole thing together with finishes so that it does look professional. So uh, next week, Les, we're going to talk about part two, more stuff that people forget when they design and remodel their kitchens. That should be a good, interesting one. So There's more? That will, yeah, there Oh, God, there's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I know. You. you know, I have been looking at some uh, kitchens, completed remodeled kitchens in magazines, and sometimes I can spot things where I go, what were they thinking? Why did they do this? So, um, yeah, not to be critical, but no. I think we can, if this wasn't a podcast and I was doing video, which maybe one of these days I will, we can say, look at this kitchen. What were they thinking? But we can only describe, this is like a radio, you know, theater of the mind. We can describe this and explain to you what's good and what's bad. So, hey, Les, next week should be a real kicker. Um, Looking forward uh, to it, Nancy. Me too. Hey, I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. I know less than I do. I mean, you can tell we enjoy doing this. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. I'm now on 23 podcasts. I'm sure there's one you could, you're using to listen to this. And don't forget to share them with your friends, especially if you have friends that are going to remodel their kitchen. We don't want to scare anybody, but we're full of great information. If you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Les, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and come back next week to listen to part two. 